What does it mean to be an ally? Being a bat. Giving out hugs at the mall. Having a ladies episode of Dragon Ball. Why not? Hello everybody, welcome back to Ballin' Out. I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond, and joining me as always are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. It's so good to be sharing a mic with my co-host, Alex Patak, in my home, the Anime Castle. And Alex Patak. It's great to be platforming women. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us this week, very special guest, Chad Vigorous. It's a pleasure to be here, and I want to apologize ahead of time, because normally when I record, I keep a, like, a list of slurs on my laptop, so I know which ones I'm allowed to say, so which, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> which one I'm not, so we're going to have a, we have to <laughs> see if I can remember. This is great, because if you stumble onto a wrong one, we'll just hold that against you in the future when we say it. <laughs> yeah. Chad came over, and I didn't know that word before. <laughs> a, a bad we'll just exclusively refer to it going forward as the Chad problem word. Yeah. They're all anti-Irish, or, or, or as I like to say, like white ethnics. Those are welcomed here. Irish or Irish slurs, because that's a that's a big difference. Irish slurs need not apply. <laughs> On a special Saint Patty's Day, balling out super. Come down to the television and grab a point. <laughs> Um, okay, Chad, so we'd like to start the podcast off by talking to our guest about Dragon Ball and anime and what your experience with them are. Uh, were you ever a fan of Dragon Ball? I absolutely was, actually. I would say Dragon Ball was probably my first anime. Um, I'm only, well, I'm only, I'm about 28. Mm-hmm. So I think with a lot of people's experiences with anime, uh, mine came as the result of like Cartoon Network. Yeah. Uh, you know, in their after school anime block. I can't remember if that was Toonami, but it was definitely an after school anime block. Oh, yes. Yeah, it was. Uh, around the, what, the early 2000s, which was. Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon, I believe. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball's the gateway and Tom was our pusher. <laughs> Tom is the key. Dragon Ball is the door. <laughs> Just think of how progressive that was to begin with. An entire network of cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> Doing big things for cartoon representation <laughs> on television. <laughs> yeah, I believe it was DBZ... Sailor Moon and like Tenchi Moyo for a while because at least that was yeah. the shit I was mainlining. And then they can open the gateway for a Zoid. <laughs> oh my god! Just try a Zoid. I used to love fucking Zoids, and some and then and then they moved it to like come on at like fucking six o'clock a.m. and I would get early before school. <laughs> hey, to I'll watch, be there. To watch, <laughs> to watch the block of Zoids and uh, Metabots and Beyblade, and, yes. and that was the preschool block of, of, of like you're just exhausted in grade and, three. And Anime, anime adjacent fucking cartoons like was Liger Liger Zero and like Liger. Uh, There's one that looked like a dino, D-Y. and he was the really good one. <laughs> yeah, what was what was Zoids? Here's I never the thing with Zoids. Zoids: we've never broken this down before. Zoids combines the fun of battling in Gundams with the trendy style of changing wardrobes. Because mm. you have Liger Zero, and he's like, "I'm gonna be blue today." Okay, sorry, I just Googled it, and you guys, like, opened a Pandora's box that had been so sealed in my mind head. Hang on, I'm Googling it, too. Hey, so, open that box, there's Zoids so, in there. Zoids is basically the plot of the movie Robo Jocks, mm. Robot Jocks, from, but, <laughs> but, 
<laughs> no, it is. I mean, if you know what the movie Robot Jocks is, you know the plot of Zoid. It's about a, a team of robot fighters who defend their honor against other teams of robot fighters. And, you know, it takes the normal anime arc. I do know everyone. Zoids. Everyone watches. Yeah. Everyone watches Zoids. They don't remember it being called Zoids. They, they they fucking. It's like the show Reboot. Everyone saw Reboot. I but like reboot. until you look at a picture of like a screen, you're like, oh yeah, Reboot. That show existed. Yeah, dude, Reboot was my shit. I fucking love that show. They rebooted it actually on net, on Netflix. No, it's, it's terrible. It's terrible in live action. They rebooted the reboot of Reboot because they already rebooted Reboot in like 2004. <laughs> <laughs> They don't remember it's called Zoids. It's like the Berenstein Bears problem. <laughs> and did you know the Zoids were Jewish? <laughs> oh, the Zoidbergs. Folks. Yeah. <laughs> Folks. Uh so you uh so so DBZ was kind of your gateway drug. Yeah. Uh, into the world of anime like how deep into anime did you get uh pretty deep so i would say you know dbz when i came on what like uh i was around middle school 12 13 and it was tenchi muyo and it was roni kenshin uh, then they had the late night block of anime which was inuyasha and fooly cooly and big o big o and uh what else was on there um is this when they had gundam wing on there i never watched gundam <gasps> That's that's my that's <laughs> my one that's my one like I never watched Gundam and I never watched Evangelion. Those are the two I've missed and like they're they're like staples of the genre. Yeah, but well, they're the both are big bots. Once Jeremy's face when. When you said you never seen Gundam was the most genuine I don't, nerd shock I've seen on your face in a long time. I do not like giant robot anime. That's the one anime that mm. is. That's the one subgenre of anime that I never well, really fell into. Can I can I make a pitch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you wait till after the show or you no? Can't is the thing. Okay, uh, sure. <laughs> so you don't like giant robots, but how do you feel about? moody teens who constantly want to kill themselves. I mean, I think that was, you know, the entire, that's an entire subgenre of anime, right? So, yeah. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, most giant robot anime is that. <laughs> Gundam, Gundam's like that, Escaflone's like that, EVA's like that, fucking Darling in the Franks is like that. If you like a sad, horny teen, robots might actually be your thing. Well, because from what I know about Gundam, it's all about child soldiers. So, I mean, I, that, seems, that, seems, that seems kind of... Evangelion is about child soldiers. It seems like, you know, silly and like they gussy it up by having them fighting giant robots. But if you say them AK-47s, it'd be exactly the same thing. The, the plot of and Gundam get, that they really gloss over to get to the fun part is like, by the way, all adults are dead. <laughs> Now, was it high school like kind of weird? <laughs> now, the only adults left in the universe are making giant weapons for kids to kill each other. <laughs> the general of the army? Teen. <laughs> it's cool. It's crazy. No one knows what he's going to do. I mean, it's a kind of unknown reference for climate change. That's really what it is. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, it's just the answer to your question. So like, yeah, there was the you know, and then I get like a lot of people. Uh, by the time I was kind of in high school, I was going into dubs and subs and like actually you know sort of fan subs and like oh, being shit. able to watch more mm-hmm. anime than was being put on TV by Cartoon Network because they would they would never finish they would never finish Yu Yu Hakusho. I remember that no matter what they would never ever finish Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> they, were, they were afraid. They were they were few. <laughs> Why would you start it if you can't finish it? Because it's all like, I don't know. It's, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fucking and killing at the end, but. Whatever. And in, anyway, you learn about you learn about atavism though. That's interesting. So, <laughs> but uh, 
I saw you like you know the more you know and then so I went to I ended up in my junior year of of high school not college uh, going on an exchange program to Japan entirely focused around anime and manga (gasps) what and so that is that is like the nerd dream if you told me when I was like 15 that program exists I would have murdered my fellow <laughs> students to get in there. I'm like, Battle Royale, let's do it. I'll figure out a way. I'm scrappy. I will, Chad I, went to Little Weeb Academia. Yeah, I know. I did. Exactly. You know, I, I, affirmative action didn't get me into college, but it got me to Japan. So what can, you can't really, you can't really, you can't really fault it. No, so like, so, uh, no, so, okay. Uh, and it was, a, it was actually a pilot program. So I don't know if it still exists, but you know, it was part of a large organization that, that's had programs all over the world uh europe asia south africa uh not south africa but well, definitely south africa but africa the, con- the continent uh south america and they were just immersive programs mm-hmm. and they had one in japan which was immersive in japanese so you would japanese and japanese culture and they were this was a pilot program for basically like little weebs they were like okay well <laughs> we have one program for people who want to like learn about real japanese culture and like language and do that stuff well i see that's not true and but then we have one program for people who want to learn about like anime and manga and other types of Japanese culture (laughs) and so I was like sure I'll go do that and so I spent about 40 days traveling over Japan traveling through Japan uh I spent time in Tokyo I went and we went up spent two weeks in northern Hokkaido in Nanai and Hakodate then we went back to Sapporo and we spent like a week and a half like at an an anime school where they teach people how to illustrate and animate and do voice actors (laughs) anime Anime school school. yeah it, the bit, I, I am having. Is it I'm a high school? No, it's like it's like a. It's more or less like a trade school. School you learn how to do <laughs> anime. No, so like that's what you find out when you go to Japan. At least when I was there, it's that's like the premise of an anime. <laughs> I mean, it might be the premise of Genshiken. <laughs> but, My psyche's so broken right now, and like this idea is just dearthing up my whole brain. This, this is the number one most competitive anime school in Japan. <laughs> 20% of students drop out by their second year. You have to be the best voice actor to survive in Little Weeb Academia. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, like, that's basically it. I don't know about the dropout rate or acceptance rate, but, like, a, a, a lot of AD, a lot of Adderall use, probably... <laughs> Uh, I will not be surprised if we shut off the mics at the end. And you're like, yeah, yeah, that made that up. No, no, okay. So, what you learn? I mean, when you're in Japan, you learn a lot of things about like, no. I mean, I I can't speak to the like the overall experience of being in Japan. My trip was obviously geared towards learning about anime and manga, and so like, but you learn a lot of facts about anime and manga, and like one of them is that like over a hundred original, not original, but like over a hundred. Uh, distinct animes play on Japanese TV. This was when I was there, so it might be different more or less now. In a week, so it's just it's so like just like cartoons in America. It's like there are hundred, there are literally over a hundred different animes that are playing right uh, at, like, at any one point in time over a week. And so people need to do those jobs. And when I went to the school, one of my instructors was one of the people who worked on uh, Detective Conan, one of the original <laughs> animators for Detect- uh, Detective Conan. Uh, and we just like did some animation. We learned about the animation. We did some voice acting work. I'm wondering if you have some insight in our ongoing investigation on the labor rights issues of anime. <laughs> yeah, did you get any sort of like a peek into like what the actual life of an anime worker is? Like, I, I would define anime worker like you mean, like <laughs> so people the people who like wipe the brow of the people animating or like people. Like, people <laughs> Well, I mean, so, like, I don't know how much you know about how anime is actually done, right? So, 
we talked i mean we talked about we watched an episode of dragon ball z but it takes a while to animate an well an anime mm-hmm. um so like but animes as f- at least when i was or at least i was there like they don't use the exact same animation style as western cartoons do they use limited animation so there are less there are less individual drawings per less individual unique drawings per shot per like first per second or per minute than you would have with a western cartoon right and the way that that's structured overall is that you have about three or more teams who are doing individual episodes at a time so it's like it's not one team who, who it's not one team who draws an entire show it's four discrete teams teams who draw like a team a will do episode one team b will do episode two team c will do episode three team d will do episode four and on and on and on and on right, right, so they right. take about three they take about three months to um to animate a piece more or less but they also whip them so i mean what the hell <laughs> I was going to say something serious, but now I can't. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> hey, here's a riff for six minutes ago. Detective Conan. How about Detective Andy Richter? Huh? What's he up to? He'd probably go around into all kinds of gaffes. All Gross. right, that's what I got. <laughs> um, so so what about like other uh, other nerd stuff of your adolescence? Like, Did you... Did you dabble in the dark arts outside of anime? I did. So I was very into World of Warcraft. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to level 70. That was the level cap at the time. And I stopped. <laughs> it's a very high level. A lo- it was a long time ago, too. I think level cap's now 110. When you reach it, they give you some methamphetamine. Did you sell the account? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Did you say I had a friend who got level seventy characters and he would just like lock himself in his house for months and then leave and then sell the account and he'd be like, Cool, I made eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I played it, then I kind of fell off, then I played a little bit more in college and then I, I started going to the gym and I didn't want I wanted to have friends and you know a life, so I stopped playing it. But I mean anime has kind of been a, like a constant in my life for you know, more or less, I, I fell out of love with it. Ironically, after I went to Japan, I kind of got overloaded by it. Right. Because Japan... That makes a ton of sense to me. <laughs> I will say this. This is going to come across as being offensive. And I, I mean, I started off offensive, so I might as well keep going. Um, I guess, again, it might have been because of my program where I went for, but Japan was pretty much exactly what I expected it to be. And like, <laughs> oh, and like you, yeah. and you think in your head, like, okay, well, you know what? I'm a smart cookie. I know that I'm not going to go to this country. It's going to be exactly like I see in anime. And but then you get there, it's like it's exactly like you. It's exactly <laughs> like you expect. It's just, it's just like Sailor Moon here. It's just, it, no, like, like there there are there are girls, high school girls walking around in sailor outfits. There are I saw a giant robot. I saw a plane painted like Pikachu. <laughs> you saw a giant robot. I saw a giant robot. It was, like, the military is not allowed to know about these. Yeah, I mean, like there was like it was. It was weird porn. I got lost on my way to. I got lost in my way to Tokyo Tower. Um, <laughs> the, everyone, those demons from hentai. Those are real. <laughs> I mean, like tentacles come up out, out of everywhere. It's like really you, you get you get used to it. Did no. you get tricked by a playful fox spirit? <laughs> no, but I, you saw. I saw like a bunch of drunk businessmen like, going down the street, like ra- arms wrapped around each other, like hazing the new guy at the office. And you were like, <laughs> like, like a drunk, some drunk middle man. It was. And so, like, that was, you know, I ate weird food. I went to a, a, a kelp factory in the middle of nowhere. And, like, oh. you, got, you got to watch, like, you, there was, like, a big pane glass window. You got to watch the kelp factory workers do their kelp work. I don't know. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever see, like, a beautiful woman that blood shoots out of your nose and you fly backwards? I actually got my first nosebleed in Japan. Uh, <laughs> what the <laughs> fucking way? There's no way all of this is true. In, in, the, in, the, in the mountains, the, the, the elevation. <laughs> the elevation. 
No fucking way. It was the elevation. I don't know if, if the if the cat bus had anything to do with it, but it was definitely <laughs> at elevation. We were at a boys and girls spa, and wouldn't you know it, I walked into the oh, wrong one. The onsen is great, though. I will say, like the, the hot springs, definitely recommend. They, <laughs> they they make you feel great. You come out, you feel all silky smooth. If I could fucking fight a, like a Zangief, it's crazy. <laughs> And you have to. He's there. You have to. He's always. He's always there. He's like always there. Always oiled up, ready. <laughs> like for, Just I mean, it, it, it sounds more oppressive than it actually is. But you know, it, it is what it is. I am literally going in like a month, so I'm taking. I'm writing all this down. You should. I mean, like just like just watch a bunch. I, I mean, just watch a bunch of anime. Like definitely, uh, I would say get your sailor outfit ready. Uh, like practice your magical girl hand signs. Like th- th- this is one of my favorites. I can never remember this is like a, is, if this one like, you can't see. I'm doing visual gags on a fucking podcast. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a moron, but um, no, like I can't. I can't remember if this is like a gang sign or a sailor moon transformation. Great. Well, I'm. Not- gonna try it either way i mean well i mean the blood's always like it so you never know (laughs) (laughs) it could just be really big sailor moon fans (laughs) i will say though so i fell out of love with anime after that and then but i recently fell back into love with it i would say post-grad school i've been really like uh, i got a crunchyroll account and i just finished rewatch well i just finished watching a kill a kill Mm-hmm. Oh, which is really good. I mean, I I love Gurren Lagann, but Kill Kill is really good. Yeah, it's really beautiful animation. It is very horny, but it's a really <laughs> fun show. It's uh, so cool. It's like mm. like in terms of animation, like it is probably the most stylish anime I've seen. Well, it's funny because you were talking about how studios do it in shifts and my favorite thing about anime as compared to Western animation, this isn't funny, it's just true, is that you can <laughs> you can see the hand, the artist's hand in it more. Like, not yeah. so much in Super because that is definitely highly regulated, but like with like other shows, they kind of like, depending who's on the shift, you can kind of see more where they lean stylistically, which I think is cool. Also, the studio that made Kill a Kill is the same studio that made Little Witch Academia, which is like... No kidding. Yeah, that's why... They're both incredibly good-looking shows, but it's like, how is this so horny and this so wholesome? Well, and like one of them is like uh, Kill a Kill is so like frenetic and intense, and then like Little Witch Academia is like very bubbly and soft. Yeah, but if you look at the like animation facial expressions, you're yeah. like, I see what's happening. I can here. see that. Yeah, I think it's fun to have this conversation instead of what we've done the last like two months, where somebody comes on, and we're like, I guess America's Next Top Model is anime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we get into the episode? I think we should. This is Nimrod. I'm here to promote the Bonnet Super Podcast. You can go and subscribe on thepetsrod.com to unlock a bonus episode every single week. Uh-oh, I'm an equal now. Well, if you add to the bonus total, so we can find Dragon Ball Booboo episodes. Well, that been a little treat. I sort of think so. Well, this has been a great impression, and everyone loves it. That's it for me. Me one. The title of this episode is The Power of Love Explode. Universe 2's Witchy Warriors. You guys... This fucking episode. Huge episode. Huge. 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 Jam-packed full of the content we crave, but also, gonna say it right now, didn't think the Warriors were as witchy as they could have been. They could have been more witchy. They could have been much more witchy. They're only, like, witchy for around 40% of the running time. 
I feel like there are some translation issues, which we will get into this episode. <laughs> we open up. It's our girls. Uh, who are they? I they say their name like ten times and I still couldn't get it. So One it's like, like Sanka, Vodka, and, and Katie Rose. It's <laughs> called Katie Rose. Well, her name is like Ashley Rose or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> her name is Amy Rose from Sonic. She's dating Sonic. She had like a stripper name. It was it was like, it was like it was like Su- it was like Susie Rose or like. Katie B or like Crystal. I don't know. It was one of those. There's Katie B. There's a Y in the incorrect place. Uh, <laughs> spelling though is classes, and I everyone stopped correcting my spelling on Twitter just yeah. immediately. Uh, so yeah, they're like they're we're here, and uh, they say their names, and then Shania Twain's like, "Let's go, girls." <laughs> It's a tournament of power in their universe, too. And we saw them, like, behind a shadow last episode, but we just whispered to ourselves, I don't know who these witchy women are. I, I wonder if they'll come up later in the tournament of power. And this is their big special episode, and they're here for a while. Goku's here. I'm Goku. Okay, great. Uh... <laughs> hey, Goku, just checking in. It, um, have fun at the show. <laughs> this is my show. You see me as a baby? You see me as a big guy? Have fun. It's witches. <laughs> they uh, they make the announcement uh, to the crowd. They go, attention, warriors, which is what I say when I enter a bar. <laughs> attention, warriors. We're going to transform or some shit now. Yep. <laughs> and then we go to Universes 2 Peanut Gallery with their Kais, and their um, destroyer is like a sexy Cleopatra type situation. Yes, unreal. And I was like, we've seen her in the background, but I'm like, where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> the whole damn show. Five million episodes later, we finally get sexy Cleopatra God. I've been watching Dragon Ball a long time, you guys, and it's so nice to see literally anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I would take almost any scene with Elephant Destroyer God and slide in Sexy Cleopatra God and just platform women. That's what the show is about, okay? It's not always wearing a robe and punching. Sometimes you uh, turn into a cheetah. I will say Dragon Ball Z has made, or Dragon Ball Super, rather, has made a lot of um, progress in equality for women if you may not know this but dragon ball gt established the rule that female saiyans could not go super saiyan we're learning yes. this in real time yeah they, they 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 could not go super saiyan but super has come out and said actually that they can and that was you know that's, that's a step in the right direction that was the 80s <laughs> things were different then i can also see like the writer's room being like so we know they're like their whole thing is the moon and they turn apes at the moon so we're throwing women right out then right <laughs> <laughs> Women never had any relationship to the moon. <laughs> never heard about that before. One of them just finally brought that up to his wife, and his wife's like, sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> you have a moon device for your 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 uh, fictional race. You didn't think... Women? Not once? Never? Not even once? They're just having like a madman style fuck spree at the Dragon Ball <laughs> office for 20 years. 
Uh, speaking of moon, so yeah, the girls give like a Sailor Moon type speech. Like Cleopatra goes, flowers shall bloom. And then they go, we're the girls. Here's our names again. The fucking Sarah and uh, <laughs> Ashley and uh, the Rachel, but the pretty one. And... Uh, they um, they start to do a magical girl transformation um, with hearts. Um, they're glowing. It's beautiful. Yeah, they're getting new gloves and things. And uh, Beerus says out loud what everyone... I'm always wondering like what foes are thinking when magical girl transformations start to happen, where he's like, uh, this is like taking some time. <laughs> <laughs> it's an anime trope. And this it, it starts this process that comes back a lot this episode, which is commentary from the usual Z-Boys being like, where's the boy shit? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for monster trucks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Cleopatra literally goes, uh, show respect for the ritual, which is like a really stylized way of saying, like, it doesn't always have to be for you, but you will be silent. <laughs> well, I mean, I like that Dragon Ball Z has gotten a little bit more self-aware. Like, you know, it, it's 2019, yeah. and like, like, there are shows that exist now that solely make uh, make fun of Dragon Ball Z, right? I mean, like, we talk about JoJo's. It's like JoJo's, like, the lack of women in JoJo's is entirely playing off the trope of, like, how there were no female Saiyans ever depicted in like Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z. It was like it was just like Vegeta, King Vegeta and Prince Vegeta scowling at each other. Like it was. It, I mean, so I, I like that they're that they're finally adding a little bit more, uh, you know, gender equality and and, and less, a little bit less zest to it's, the show. It's a dream. Uh. <laughs> I will say they have made Goku a little bit less buff, and that makes me uncomfortable. But you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what like what message this is meant to send to little girls and boys. But like, he, like he's looking a little bit less a uh, little bit less swole in 2019, and he wasn't when I was younger. But I don't know. <laughs> in 1990, he was Arnold Schwarzenegger's only competitor <laughs> for a long time. Um, no, they break the fourth wall in like a very nice way. This episode because uh, I remember especially when they introduced Beerus, they started doing like postmodern. Uh, almost like 2000s cartoon style wall breaking where they'd be like, what is this? A fighting anime? And you're just watching it going, boo, this sucks, pick a tone. <laughs> but this is just fun. Yeah, this is fun. Fighting like having, you, you love it. Like having somebody who's like in universe, their style is just another type of anime altogether is like a way more clever way of doing commentary on on anime than like what is this an 80s gag manga (laughs) yo fuck that episode forever so uh, the girls are transforming and then uh our shitty boyfriend 17 sends a little blast and and it interrupts the transformation and uh he's just like yeah like alex said he's like um I'm sorry. Uh, I was told I was on a show for boys. <laughs> Get rid of this easy bake oven shit. Break out the creepy crawlers. Yeah. And then he's like, this shit blows. But what I love is, so first the girls are like, how dare you interrupt us? This is like really important. Goku's like, they're going to get stronger. I want to fight. But then top the fake performative ally as I established last episode runs in there he's like oh you girls need protecting I'm top I'm an ally let the girls let hey I'm shouting let the girls speak oh are you trying to say something oh, yeah you should let this woman speak let her speak I love it when she speaks you gonna say something right now I'm top T O P 
Look me up on Instagram under top feminist ally forever. Underscore women's lives matter. Underscore. Look me up, girls. My hands are so wide so I can hold up feminine ideas. <laughs> now let's get those hearts going. He had like real like sh- like theater kid energy for the guy who works on the sets, I thought. <laughs> he loves what the ladies are doing, but he's not directly involved, but he's like, I'm watching. <laughs> that, w- that was me. <laughs> I-, I was a-, a theater tech kid. <laughs> Listen, someone has to do the lighting, and we appreciate it. I did. That's why we go like we point up at the end. I love my staff. I did sound first of all. That's <laughs> very rude. But what I will say about the transformation, though, what I liked about it was that, like in you know normal Magic Girl shows like Sailor Moon or Card Captor Sakura, it's it's kind of fast. Yeah. This Magic Girl transformation took like forever. Ten minutes of the show was them transforming, <laughs> and which is like which is funny because normally that kind of time is really to like Goku charging up to do I I remember coming home when I was fucking 12 years old I'm like oh Goku's finally gonna fight Frieza and the last episode ended with him like growling like, like charging up and this episode starts with him growling and then he finally stops growling 12 minutes in and he's ready to fight and then it's a car, the commercial and then it's like he comes back and they for some reason go back 60 seconds before and he's growling again and so like they actually gave the magical transformation the exact same kind of t- length in time that a normal like Dragon Ball Z like classic Dragon Ball Z charge would give I was gonna say like I thought they were being shady towards Magic Girl Girl anime like oh this dumb shit takes forever I'm like look in the fucking mirror Toriyama god (laughs) like Sailor Moon's transformation took like 30 seconds she just goes like moon crystal power and it's like ribbons and shit fly out yeah she she changed her whole outfit and puts on makeup like Like, 30 seconds I've had whole birthdays pass before Goku went Super Saiyan like from like from the beginning (laughs) it's just like from the from the point from like the point in which fucking Krillin died until like the fucking fight actually started I think I went through puberty and it fucking started and ended (laughs) (laughs) it's just like that like that like that's how long that shit takes his body changes my body changes (laughs) it was it was was seeing him go you know go through all that that like sort of kickstarted my hormones obviously (laughs) so uh you know, Seventeen's like fine because Goku, of course, makes the impenetrable argument. But uh, I know the whole world's on the line. But what if everyone was stronger? And then Beerus, of course, is like, "This is fucking stupid." Everyone's like, "Have you met Goku?" <laughs> and then the most amazing thing happens, where they literally do the same exact thing again. Yep. Yeah. Just I laugh. shot for shot. You gotta same laugh. Transformation. <laughs> I'm Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I am Rosie Lynn Spears. <laughs> Jamie Lynn. And then they get transformed, but instead of becoming pretty warriors like they normally are, where they new clothes, it's like uh, Sanka, whatever her name is, becomes a a, a BBW. Um, (laughs) A beautiful, brilliant scientist. Yes. Listen to Patreon this week. Yeah, Jeremy is plugging a Patreon episode that has not come out yet. <laughs> she becomes a strawberry. She, 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 she gets becomes like a strawberry. Like that's like yeah. that's her whole shtick. I thought she was turning into a manatee because her head is blue and round. <laughs> but then they were like, the other one's the animal one, yeah, and it's she, like, oh, so she's not a manatee. She starts off like white, but then she goes into blue face. It's really fucking. She weird. goes into blue face. <laughs> it's just like I don't know how the Smurfs are going to feel about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2019. You can't just do blue face. This yeah. isn't Tropic Thunder. This isn't Arrested. This isn't the Arrested Development. Maybe 
2003 anymore. You're not da- not David Cross. They they knew they didn't have to worry about it because the Smurfs are cut off from Western society, as you know, and they only receive entertainment from their glorious leader, Papa Smurf. Speaking of like sausage parties, the Smurfs, the Smurf. Uh. Yeah, so she turns into a, a, a strawberry blue blue face, and then there one turns into a sexy cat, and just keep it on this weird furry train down the tournament yep. of power. Obligatory sexy cat. And then uh, the other one's uh, weird. Oh, I love that. Okay, so you have like one whole transform, like her body gets like kind of like heavy and she becomes a strawberry and then one transforms into a cheetah and the other one's like, and I have a long hat. Isn't that weird? (laughs) (laughs) My thing, it's like the other two things. They're all equally as good. Behold, the power of love. Uh, one of the Kais from Universe 2 is horny for their transformation, and Krillin's like, ugh, that's weird. And Whis is like, Krillin, we need to remind you not to kink shame other universes <laughs> just because your vanilla ass has never left your podunk town, you dumb cop. <laughs> That's my favorite is Krillin tries to do the whole, like, well, I thought she was prettier without makeup on. <laughs> Uh, Maybe the makeup isn't for you, Krillin. Maybe they're always wearing makeup, Krillin. When you think women are wearing no makeup, they're probably wearing makeup. (laughs) Grow up. (laughs) It's the one thing missing to Krillin's arc is just like a religious turn. He's already joined the police, and he's doing. He lives in a monk monastery, and he just keeps that shit at home. Bring it on TV. We want to hear your weird opinions. <laughs> Toriyama's gonna do a J.K. Rowling and come out and say that Krillin's a fucking Mormon. It's gonna be. It's gonna be, it's gonna be really. Weird. Like, I come. His wife looks like one. So. Uh, Krillin and Dumbledore were having weird sex the whole time. Uh, oh my god. Then Top also has a line where he's like. Uh, I'm so horny for justice because yeah. he has the, the the fever face while he's looking at them. He's like, no, that's what I call justice. That's fucking justice. <laughs> so a uh, blobby girl does an attack that explodes hearts everywhere that makes people uh, horny. And the Z-Boys are immune because they are Volcel. Yeah, this is a huge Volcel episode. <laughs> Not a man among them interested in the slightest. Well, okay, so, right. So they're like, they are unaffected. Like, it's a big deal. They're all just like, what's happening? Uh, there's a shot of Frieza just like, while hearts fly over him, just being like, what? And uh, someone Fucking please... What? Make a gif of that for me and a t-shirt because it was really good. Uh, But everyone's like, oh, fuck. Our resident problem friend, Roshi. And he's like, don't worry. Won't rape today. I practiced. (laughs) I mean, the Z fighter basically is the Proud Boys and Master Roshi is fucking Gavin McInnes. You can tell tell by his fucking beard. Tien's like, good job, Roshi. You you have self-control. I'm so proud of you of doing the basic human decency. Thank you for sexually assaulting Puar. Wait, wait. To become a Z-boy, they have to like they hold you and punch you until you can make they three do. vegetable puns. They they don't they? I've seen Dragon Ball. Like all they only do is jump each other in. 
like in Krillin's a cop. They're friends with the police. Oh my god! And their version of the Fred Perry shirt is the orange key. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god! I would love to see Gavin McGinnis give a speech that's just like vulnerable, my man, being led astray instead of looking at a sexy puar. <laughs> Becoming strong because it's technically a cat. <laughs> we don't. I don't want to get into the cat shit today. That Shane Dawson thing just dropped, and I, I, I was going to bed. I woke up. Okay, so I've been very drunk all week, and I woke up this morning. I'm like, why is everyone talking about cat fucking? But, uh, and then I found out. Uh, did you guys know YouTubers are still a thing? Apparently, <laughs> not if Shane Dawson gets, gets his way. I mean, I mean, like the. the classic YouTuber where it's just like a dude with a graphic over his face and you're like, my mom sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, okay, so it, I don't want to get too off topic, but that put me in a weird position because like all YouTubers are racist, but this like... <laughs> YouTubers are like white supremacists and like but like in my head I'm like okay but I think it's worse to and Shane Dawson apparently was like did like eight videos in blackface but I think in my head I'm like I'm pretty sure fucking cats is worse than doing blackface <laughs> I was like I, I don't want to come across as like being easy on like the clan like, like I can I can think of I can think of more situations where you might accidentally do blackface than situations where you might accidentally fuck your cat wow. it's like it's like I've accidentally done blackface because I have a fucking cold face mask it's like bro, from like from Lush, and like and I'm always like this close, like oh taking a photo, like doing my face, like doing my face shit tonight to like Twitter, and it's like oh wait no I can't do that, but like I've never accidentally fucked my cat because of some shit, and like. It- no, go ahead. You ever be changing the oil on your car and find out you've been fucking your cat the whole time? <laughs> Cla- classic American, classic American story, you know. Which is another thing, like racism is just an American thing. Like cat fucking is not. Like, like you're, you're, you're not you're not socialized in schools to be internalized cat fuckers. <laughs> your grandpa never fucked a cat, and you were like, it was a different time. It's again, like it's, grew up it's, in a different America. It's just like it's like your history textbooks, like like pet like petty fog about cat fucking. <laughs> All right, I gotta, I gotta try and get this. Oh yeah, I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't be sorry. What you is... mentioned, cat fucking. You're like, what, what else could I do besides? <laughs> this who is the are greatest the cat? Black this and show. white photos of cops and German shepherds fucking. <laughs> get out the fire hose. The cats are getting angry. <laughs> they don't like water. That's why they need the fire hose. Uh, under the law, it is okay to fuck a cat in custody. <laughs> As long as it is of age. This it was is, at this point that I discharged my thorny penis. <laughs> that's, they shot Lincoln because he was trying to stop cat fucking. That, 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 that's, they don't want you to know that. They don't. They don't. I, I majored in history in college. I can tell you the truth behind oh. these stories. They don't want you to know. You, you hate to see it. You hate to see it. Hate it. Okay. Well, speaking of cat fuckers, and uh, Vegeta's here, everybody. Uh, I don't know if that was a segue I did. Um, Vegeta's like, I thought I told you to get your girly shit out of here. <laughs> the most threatened man in all of Dragon Ball yep. is here. And uh, Huge note about him, though. In the faraway shots of him, uh, the model that they're using for the drawing, his ass is just, like, stuck out. <laughs> like, he's just, like, standing with his chest, like, really pushed out so his ass really pops. Really like that. Yeah. You know, maybe he just has Lodortus of the spine, like I do. uh... (laughs) Anyway, uh, he goes fisties and punchies with uh, fucking Blobby Girl, and she goes, fireball of me! 
<laughs> and she starts spinning real fast. And Vegeta's like, I'm going to punch you square in the face because that's how I treat my women. And uh, But he gets a little bit horny for the first time ever. And he has to <laughs> yeah. run away. He jumps over her and goes, what was this feeling? There's <laughs> been a stirring in my loins. <laughs> It's like the giver. <laughs> he had the stirring and he had to leave civilization. Vegeta's obviously the Joe Rogan of the entire D fighter. <laughs> Both because he's like five foot four and also because He's five four and jacked. So he thinks everything every idiot says is fascinating. <laughs> exactly. I have a background in free speech. <laughs> I'm thinking about getting more into bow hunting this year. <laughs> Subscribe to my Netflix special, Power Beamed. <laughs> you can uh, absolutely picture Vegeta saying triggered and talking about DMT. If you, if you can, you can now. Oh, he's Let already. me ask you something, Kakarot. <laughs> have you tried DMT yet? <laughs> you really for... expand your mind in a weird way. Nani? Like, <laughs> I ask all my guests who come on the show, would you like to go in the hyperbolic time chamber? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, uh, while she's spinning out, she knocks out someone in the 10th universe, victory pose, and then the Zennies go, that maiden's amazing, very amazing. And I'm like, the use of maidens in this, still very disturbing. You know my boys on Reddit. (laughs) And that's what I'm saying. That's where the translation thing is. They they use the word maiden a lot in this show. So I just don't think I don't know what the fuck that's coming from. Yeah, I think they I think they're just translating Maho Shoujo wrong. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's like, it's this magic girl transformation. So I'm, maybe it's like it's an alternative transformation of it. I mean, alternative translation of it. I mean. Meanwhile, the weird girl is punching at Goku, and her power is she's good at chopity chop, and she's a uh, what is that? A, a perpetual motion machine where she goes on forever. Right. She the more chops she does, oh no, she's doing even more chops. Yeah. And the chop summons cute little circle beams. She throws the beams at Goku. He's like, "Whoa, look at that beam!" And then the beam punches him in the face. Great. Love Great. It. Love it. Love, Love it. it. Now, fucking Kitty attacks uh, 17. Uh, she's biting him, and she's like, I got my teeth in you now, binge. And he's like, yeah. "Um, actually, I have a lot of girls on deck right now. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, I, they can't put him in any scene without getting over his, like, skater kid hanging at the mall vibe <laughs> that pursues him in every plot line where the women are just after him, and he's just like, Pfft. I'm waiting for the Tony Hawk universe. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, it's at this point we cut to waste where he's like, hmm, like bounding and biting. Oh my. <laughs> and we're Weiss like, is loving it. Well, we all know that Weiss is sexually attracted to cat people. Yes. He's lifelong partner, Paris, and him have seen some shit. Uh, I don't think it's a furry thing in his sense because he is a deity, so who even knows what's going on under there? Yeah. Weiss is the only YouTube channel on the God Pad. (laughs) (laughs) I just got my new haul over from uh, Capsule Corp. Let's see what I got. Unboxing video. <laughs> so nice of Bulma to send this to me. Thank you. This is a SpawnCon video. I want to make, you know, I'm always up front with my viewers when I'm doing sponsored content. Now let's see what we have in the first capsule. Poof. 
oh wow, it's a Deadpool Funko Pop. <laughs> Be sure to smash that like button. <laughs> Um, so she scratches up 17 Cat Leia, scritchity scratch, and Beerus is like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> but then right when she thinks she's got 17, <laughs> my boyfriend's got plans, and uh, <laughs> he puts up his emotional barrier. Yep. He says, I am unavailable for texting. And <laughs> Sorry, she, none of your horny vibes are getting in this. <laughs> she's like, I put on my best dress, and he's like, what's your name again? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, too bad, so sad. And he's just like, you know, fuck off. And he kicks her into the sky. And we think that's it. But she's rescued by a bird lady. Bird lady. Uh, she has some real dark stalkers vibe. And uh, when they pick each other up, they start saying gay shit into each other's mouths. Oh, and it's hugging. so cool. I love it. And I love it. Women supporting women. Yeah. That's what it is. Their faces get real big on the screen and they say like really long lines. It's great. (laughs) They start a separate Facebook group and you don't know about it. (laughs) Yeah. Don't don't say uh, it. I will just say I have been part of many very powerful secret women's groups on Facebook that multiple times had to disband due to uh, fucking narcs. (laughs) (laughs) And now I don't use Facebook anymore. So there's either, but because it made me depressed. So (laughs) it's a little bit less than less dramatic. 17 got kicked into a mountain and we get this like pan up of his like tight little body and he's just staring at the ceiling feeling ways about stuff. <laughs> and uh, 18 comes over and she's like, hey, uh, I heard Radiohead playing, so like I thought I'd say hi. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I, I got it. Uh, what else? What I loved about this is we've been seeing 18 in the tracksuit, but now she's finally taking advantage of the pocket pouch. <laughs> She has the real like Eastern European drug dealer vibe going on. Yeah. She's, she's yes. missing that like weird. Yes, like, she's got a gold dash chain, cam. gold chain <laughs> necklace. Yo, Goku also has worn like a Eastern European tracksuit before. Yeah, maybe in the, in the Broly movie, he looks hella Eastern European in that jacket and shit. Yeah. <laughs> 18 has got that vibe especially. Like, I have definitely looked at an apartment that 18 was renting that, like, <laughs> she probably didn't actually own. She's like, yes, there's furniture in here, but, uh... Mm-hmm. It will be yours. <laughs> it will be yours. <laughs> it, uh, this could be yours. It seems nice, doesn't it? <laughs> Look at beautiful exposed pipes. <laughs> So 17's like, you know what, fuck this. He knocks the bird out and Kat's like, you destroyed my girlfriend, so now you must die. Uh, She goes crazy and 18 just walks in the distance and she's like, we have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then this shit's crazy. So you think 17's going to get thrown off the, the level and he makes a ball of light. And stands on it. I did not see what the fuck happened. There. Love when they break the rules of their show. I love it. <laughs> Just keeps you guessing on your podcast we're all making. <laughs> he stands on his own ball of light and he jumps off it. And he says, I did that on purpose. It's a trick. <laughs> <laughs> Keep guessing what's a wave. <laughs> and How then, do beams work? We don't know either. We don't know. They just come out of us. They're and they shiny. Hurt, so we throw them. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the most realistic. Do you think they hurt when they come out? 
No, but they hurt when they hit you. And so I think that, uh, like, maybe what they're telling us is that a beam is a bit more of a solid entity. Like, so it would still make sense because you'd still be getting hit with, like, a blunt object that is thrown at you. They do that. When they get hit with the beam, they always do, like, a like shoulder shrug and they go, ow, my shoulder moved so right. you can see. So but maybe it, they're not hot. But it also burns them, though, because it leaves, like, a little singe mark. Except for Krillin's, like, destructo disc, which will cut through anything. Yeah. Which Sorry. is its own whole show-breaking thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's all very complex. There's a lot of moving parts to it. Uh, this looks like Cyclops' eye beams, which are concussive blasts, but they also have heat to them, and also, like, I assume it hurts when it comes out, like like Wolverine's claws. Yeah. Uh, they're all, like, weird masochists. So you're, like, you know, every time they go, like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Feels weird. It's like, like a but- leg cross. Like. <laughs> moment where like Beerus was like what is what are those like <laughs> what is that and uh he's like yeah I can stand on this I got tricks and shit and then he beams the shit out of the cat lady she gets knocked down Goku's like haha I'm still here uh that was so cool have you been holding out on me 17 why didn't you genocide me with that earlier you know uh, 900 episodes ago haha <laughs> <laughs> I'm making this about me because we're friends. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a useless trick, though, because they can all fly. So, like, the ability to actually stop yourself, but like by creating a hard light construct in the middle of the air, is like, it's completely re- irrelevant. Like, yeah, it, it's only exactly. useful in this exact. It, 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 it's a useless yeah. trick. I, it's well, only useful in a tournament where you're not allowed to fly. <laughs> Alex makes a good point. It does feel like when you you've had like you're you're throwing yourself a party or like to congratulate yourself or like uh, you're at a stand up show and your friend's like I'm here now I'm talking loud <laughs> why isn't anyone looking at me <laughs> usually people look at me why isn't anyone looking at me. <laughs> Oh, and this ties in perfectly to the end of the episode, which is the strawberry girl comes back and she's like, you're ruining my special day. (laughs) All of my friends came to this comedy club for me. (laughs) Listen, uh, I did my hair and I practiced a whole two days. So Goku, you gotta go. (laughs) And yeah, so uh, there's going to be more Universe 2, which I'm excited about. Yes. And then the music played. Yeah. Yep. Lovely. The Lovely music stuff. played. Uh, okay, out of seven Dragon Balls, Alex. Ooh, um, I had a lot of fun with Universe 2. Um, I had some reason I was going to give it five, and I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was just how long they made me watch the transformation, even if it was self-aware. I was kind of like, stop doing the transformation already. Five out of seven. I liked it. Katie? I'm so sorry. I have to give this seven Dragon Balls. Yeah, of course. I'm giving it seven I have to give this seven Dragon Balls. It had everything I wanted. It had jokes about magical shit. It had featured heavily my favorite boyfriend of all boyfriend watch, 17. Yeah. It had very little Goku. Yeah. When they... Panned over the beer some waste. They only had funny shit to say. When does yep. that happen? Vegeta jizzed his pants. <laughs> there was sapphic overtones. Like, wow, what a dream. Yeah, beautiful <laughs> Italian finger kisses nonstop. Yes. Chad, out of seven Dragon Balls. I'm also going to give it a full seven. Yes. Uh, it was a great episode. I think that as somebody who's been watching Dragon Ball Z for, what, 20 years? No, I mean, well, like it's about this point, 15 years now. Like, it, it surprised me. That's all you can really hope for. <laughs> all you can really hope for in Dragon Ball Z at this point is it can surprise you a little bit, and it's not just like people growling at each other from across the screen. So, 
just in being novel, it deserves seven, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'll admit it. My attempts to stop this wish were only (laughs) half-hearted. I didn't put in the work I needed to stop the wish. Okay. Well, so because uh, three of us uh, gave this seven out of seven Dragon Balls, it's time to summon the Namekian dragon, Porunga. Arise, Porunga, or maybe some other character, depending on what what somebody might feel like talking about. <laughs> wow. Oh, look at all my little friends. Whoa, whoa, what, 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 is this, is this a, a giant baby? Oh, hey everyone, I'm Daniel, I'm here to grant the wishes. <laughs> I go to school nearby, and I quit wishes. <laughs> well, you know, I was expecting a big, beefy dragon like a Parunga, but I did not expect a, uh, a a child with scraped knees. Oh, I got a big belly, but it's just full of laughs. <laughs> it's so fun to be meeting all these colorful characters and learning their names. <laughs> yeah, buy the toys. I'm Daniel. <laughs> So, Chad, because we uh, we all gave it seven out of seven Dragon Balls, uh, you get three wishes okay. from Daniel. Okay. Well, I mean, how many wishes can be for, like, the total eradication of all gamers? Like, is that, is that, one, is that one wish or is that, like... It's that, just one wish that one will for the tweets. Okay, well, you know. So that's one. That's, that's my first. Uh, total, total extermination of, of gamers. Painful or not, I don't, I don't care. Oh, don't uh, walk outside. It's a wackening. I don't want to. I don't want to micromanage you. You know, you know really. Like, I'm not. You're, you're a dragon. You know. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not, I'm not your manager. You can. You can do whatever you want. Like I, I got I a shout in this yellow. I believe you. I believe in you. Uh, you know. Of course, I, I want to bring an end to all of the the rampant. The rampant F anti lifter sentiment among the left, and just broadly speaking, I'm, t- I'm tired of Jim Krasinski. I'm sorry, John Krasinski from the office <laughs> being in being the, like the go to action star of this generation. Like you know, people talk about expanding and broadening and platforming, but I action movies were the one place I could watch a bunch of roided up juggernauts uh, like just <laughs> grapple with each other without without it being weird. Well, well, surprise, John Kwasinski loved Vecto Man, and he's been uh, eradicated from the face of the planet. I'm, I'm, I'm just tired of, like, fucking ISIS terrorists, look, like, you know, coming, like, when, like we're storming the uh, fucking building with AK-47s, and Jim just looks at, look at the camera, <laughs> like, the fuck, the Crimson Jihad comes in, and, and Jim, Jim frowns at the fucking camera, like, okay. <laughs> but he's so approachable. I, I, want, I want someone who looks like they fucking, like, Pin test into both ass cheeks and could crush your head <laughs> between your thighs <laughs> like a ripe melon. Like he can't protect democracy. <laughs> he, he, he can barely protect Pam from fucking that the dude in the, the dude in the warehouse. His name I can't remember. Uh-huh. He's a good point. He's dead. Okay. Good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank third you. wish. Third. Third wish. Okay. Um. Final wish. I don't. I don't know. Like, was it? Uh. World peace. That's not. That sounds fine. Yeah, sure. You can get one. Wait, no. Actually, home. never mind. I'm drugs. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> it's, too, it's too late. I know. Mean, damn it. I can give you. A, I forgot. A, like, a quarter for like fifty bucks. That's actually fine. Let's, 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 let's handle the rest of this deal off, off, off air. Off air, Daniel. Oh, and I'm putting on a large hoodie and I'm walking away. It's, it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine, you know. Okay. I'll see you around the corner. You, 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 you have a Venmo, or are we could do this like cash, old school. I got to go to the ATM. <laughs> Wow, Alex, you missed a small child with wish-granting and drug-dealing capabilities. (laughs) 
That sounds fine. I don't care anymore. Uh, all right, uh, plugs, Alex. Plugs. Uh, let's see. You know what? Buy my comedy album. Like two people bought it. Go buy it. It's on Bandcamp. You can pay me what you want. <laughs> it's pinned to the top of my Twitter at Patak Jokes. Go, go buy it. You, you what is it fools. It's called Cry Havoc. You can also listen for free for free on Spotify, but don't. <laughs> <laughs> Katie. You can find me at Twitter at, at Katie Rose. Um, the newest Two Minutes podcast is up in which I talk too seriously about Devo for a long period of time with zero jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Chad? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Pretty Bad Lefty. Uh, you can, of course, listen to my podcast, which is on SoundCloud and all of the other relevant podcast hosting platforms, I guess, except for um, Blueberry, because what the fuck is that? <laughs> um, you can also find me under your bed at 2 a.m. Uh, every Wednesday when the moon is full. Uh, but I would suggest that you don't look, that you never look, no matter what you hear. Uh, and thank you for having me. <laughs> Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. And uh, you know what? It's been a fucking hard week, and I'm just happy to be with my friend. Me too. I'm so- it feels good to be watching anime with my pals. Yeah, I'm sorry I haven't been around. I've been drunk in a different place than you guys. Hey, <laughs> this is testing the limits of a sober month. All right, that's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! Super!